Informative. Educational. Objective. Inclusive. Comprehensive. This is Progress Report. Updates and conversations from the Government Information Service. Day and welcome to another episode of Progress Report. My name is Ivan Kana, my lovely co-host Leniva Hodge, and we have a very interesting twist, an interesting take on Progress Report. Of course, it's still updates and conversations from the Government Information Service, but like Gleneva, remember I told you guys that Gleneva is actually the one that runs this show. I'm just the sidekick. I'm part of the furniture. I'm just the makeup guy and everything. I I try to make her look even better than she is. This is her show. So a while back we had a conversation about you know government being the people. And we often talk about it not being the elected representative. Yeah, just the elected. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times people see just the eleven elected persons exactly. as being government. But as we have been exploring mm-hmm. um, through this series yes. is that there are lots of different components and areas that make up government. Yes. And I know government's commitment um, to highlighting just Anguillians, whether at home or in the diaspora, the work that they do, and also, the, especially for those in the diaspora, how they view Anguilla coming back in, especially those yes. who are visiting, yes. who are coming back in. They get to see with a different set of eyes. Yes. And so this is going to be the first interview in a series of other interviews with notable Anguillians, again, both at home, Mm -hmm. in the diaspora, and we're going to mix these in with our regular episodes. Definitely. And and just to add to that, even when we have the government press conferences regularly now, every first and third Monday, uh, the invitation, everything that from the Premier Office that is put out is Anguillians at home and in the diaspora and those who love Anguillian are an Anguillian at heart. Because truth be told, we're a global village. Like, we're all... I, I, I used to say... <clears throat> And I still say it, we are interrelated, interconnected, and we're mutually vulnerable. And that's, that sums us up as humanity. And I think if anything brought that home recently was COVID. Mm-hmm. And when we all were placed in one solid box and we had to live and coexist. Coming outside of that now, things have changed. And actually, it, it's, it's an excellent segue into... Oh, I guess. <laughs> Our guest of honor, um, Joy Buchanan. Um, can I call it Joy Buchanan? That's my name. Anything else? Do you want me to add anything else? No. Okay. We're not, we're not adding to anything as we let you. We let you go down that road. But I know anybody looking at the show, 
like right now before we even introduced her but that's joy that's joy because you get a lot of time when she visited recently that was March, March yeah so I posted a picture and my phone is blowing up. That's Joy, that's Joy, but Joy didn't tell me. So everybody, Joy's here. <laughs> and Joy's leaving today. <laughs> so if I didn't see you, sorry, hit me up when you're in England. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, everybody knows Joy. So let's take it back before we go a little uh-huh. deeper into the conversation. For those that know you, Give them a refresher. For those that don't know you, tell them who you are. So um, I work in a tech company, and one of the things we have is something called a TLDR. Too long didn't meet. It's like a summary, Ah, right? So here's my summary very quickly. So after I left Tanguil, I went to the UK, where I went to school, and then I went to Imperial College London to do chemical engineering. Got my master's in chemical engineering. I love processes. I'm a bit of a geek, so calculus jokes, like, I have the best calculus jokes in the world. You should. Just so that you know. (laughs) And then I went and I worked in a construction company. So I traveled all over the world building big projects. So I worked in Angola. I worked on Keystone Pipeline in the U.S. and Canada. I worked in Kazakhstan. And then I came back to the U.K. for a brief period. And then I did data center construction. So I moved away from oil and gas into data centers. And then I went to Belgium, Ireland, and now I'm back in the U.K. So I've done, at the moment, seven international assignments. I love to travel. And so, unfortunately, I didn't really come back to Anguilla until March this year and fell in love with it again literally like the beach I went to the beach last night and I just looked out into the ocean into the calm in Meads Bay and was like (sighs) (laughs) no that's that's legit so but you gotta give them the preamble to that I finally got into Sharkies (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> was incredible. I didn't think we could like plug it, but um, amazing. Just, just. So I am a critique. I critique a lot of things. I'm like, well, they could do this better. I could do that better. Let me tell you, Sharkies. I have no complaints, no critique. You can do nothing better. <laughs> no, it was. So, it was that good. This, this has been an ongoing thing yes. um, with Ivan, and for the past few months. Yes. Ah. He, he has been trying to get in. So yes. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you finally made it, that you enjoyed it. Well, listen, and in the dick Jai, Jai can tell you in Taiwo, our friend who's yes. here with us as well, I was just looking at every angle of the place. It, it, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Like, mm. it's from the people to the food. You're roadside, but you don't feel like you're mm. roadside. It's, mm. it's eat at Sharky's. <laughs> I think though, something that's really important is just how we can use our own, right? So this is somebody who took something from his brand and brought excellence into it. And for me, that's what Anguilla is. Anguilla is excellence. The service is good. Generally, the service in Anguilla is exceptional. You go there and you feel like you are a king or a queen. Mm-hmm. And this is what the tourists and the locals should feel like because literally we are royalty. And that's something that I really, really love about Anguilla. Just everything, the service spectacular i mean i have some notes for some people if you want you can like inbox me i can give you all notes on your places but generally amazing service (laughs) (laughs) this is this is interesting because Uh what i am appreciating and you know we Mm -hmm. spoke about it it's seeing anguilla through the eyes of someone who grew up here Mm -hmm. left have been away for some time Mm -hmm. and Seen the wall. I, I think that's also important. You've seen enough. I'm, I'm ticking off. You know, you said Angola and Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Yes, places that I can't even call. Yes. Um, and to come back and to hear that, I think sometimes it is important for us to hear that as well. Because when 
you are here and you're living here 24 7 365 and you don't experience life outside of mm -hmm. it can sometimes feel oppressive it can sometimes feel depressive right. mm -hmm. and being here and you can see and, and nothing is wrong with necessarily saying i can see all the bad that it is mm -hmm. that's here because i think that that's how you grow mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. but it's also very helpful when you can hear the good yes from someone who has seen mm -hmm. a lot who has vast experience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is interesting to hear. Um, and but but uh, if I if I mm -hmm. may add just a bit, I don't I don't want folks to miss the fact that she was ingrained in Anguilla society. Her mom and her mm -hmm. dad worked own businesses. Mm -hmm. She went She's a golden horse. She aimed for excellence. She went to valley school. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, she came up. This is yeah. not somebody I popped in and left. No, this well, has been part of you. so here. let's remember, though, somebody, because I love Anguillans, they're going to call you out on stuff. They'll be like, I was born in Jamaica. So yeah, she wasn't yeah, really, deal. really always Anguillan. But details. I was here, guys. I, I'm real. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Minor details. Minor details. But, but, but that's just it. You've, you've had... You've had a growing up experience. You you know what life was mm -hmm. back then. You know what life has been transformed to yeah. now. And like just looking in, like take any aspect of life. Let's talk yeah. family. I mean, so one of the things that really struck me, I'll share with you guys a story that I tell people. I was at the Sandy Ground Boat Race and a boy kissed me on the cheek, okay? I went home. My grandmother was on the porch. So I hear a man kissing you. <laughs> I was eight years old So there was nothing salacious, right? And I used to hate that Why can't you do anything without 50 people knowing in Anguilla? But then you understand that's also about community So yeah. if you're sick, somebody's going to help you uh -huh. Someone's going to give you a lift And I didn't appreciate that until now I came back And I was trying to get somewhere And I was like, I can't like hail a ride It might not be safe anymore mm. you know. And we're missing those things that were basic and decent in our society you know, and I just appreciate it so much more coming back like, it's great again sometimes <laughs> I, I keep saying this sometimes you have to leave yes. to appreciate what you have right because you're there you're in the trenches every day and sometimes it, it becomes difficult to appreciate what you have right. until you no longer have it yes. yeah. and do not try this with your spouses people when no one's telling you to leave your spouses and come back no, <laughs> I want to make it very clear <laughs> so, I go so I'm listening to this uh -huh. and I'm hearing a little bit more of something and I think Ivan whispered to me that you're also in addition to being in tech and doing all of these fabulous things mm. and I think you said seven different international yes. assignments. You're also a life coach. There you go. <laughs> tell us, tell us about that, and what does that entail, and how how does that impact your life? So, I think that people are awesome. Like generally, people are awesome, and if they just understood that, they would be better and they would be excellent, right? So for me, being a life coach is reminding people that you're amazing. You have the answer. No one can tell you anything. You know, you have the answer within you, and all I do is I ask questions that helps draw that out. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself? So one of my favorite exercises, I call it a Star Trek experience. Imagine you're transported five years in the future. 
and you're happy and you're living your best life, what are you doing in this five years? How does it look? How does it feel? Now when you've captured that moment for yourself, think about all the things that you need to do to get there and focus on where you want to be. If you're kinesthetic, how do you want to feel? If you're visual, what do you see? Like, live your life according to that. So now, if I talk to somebody and they're irritating me, I think, well, hang on. Are they going to align with where I want to be in five years? If the answer is no, I will literally go, bye. Just no. You know, so live your life in accordance to your own vision. So, you like that, I know you. <laughs> so, so, I have, like, like real life experiences <laughs> with joy. So, where... <laughs> We're at dinner. It wasn't dinner. We were just getting some drinks at Aurora on Sunday oh, yeah. night. And there were young ladies just over by the bathroom. Anybody been to Breezes, they know there's this bathroom in mm-hmm. a mirror. Apparently, there's this global fascination with women in mirrors. I don't know what it is. Maybe Espec- you guys can Especially with this excellent lighting. Um, yes. there's, a, there's a new spot. Oh, there's a new spot on Anguilla that, you know, I visited sometime recently. <laughs> and it is... Everything about it is Instagram-worthy, mm-hmm. um, especially the bathroom. The lighting is excellent. So people mm-hmm. are hitting up there for, for the so bathroom. The so, so are you going to share the spot with the viewers? Or? No. So it's a, it's a new spot. It's, it's savvy. Uh-huh. And okay. I, I know persons are mm-hmm. very much heading there and very intrigued uh-huh. about mm-hmm. the bathroom facilities in I particular. See. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have some time, I know you're leaving today, yes. so if you have some time... She's before, done it. Yeah, we, you, we you did it. You did it. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sorry about that, gentlemen listening who have no idea what this fascination with bathroom lighting and mirrors is concerned. Trust me, we go there for a totally different reason. But then, if you think about what does a mirror do, a mirror reflects who you are as a person, so it gives you a different visual, but it's inverted. And uh-huh. sometimes we need to reflect on ourselves. I, 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 and so, a mirror is actually like a life coaching tool. I understand, but yes. trust me, no man ain't looking in the mirror. Maybe they should. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they. Should. Maybe we I'm should. Like, Fella, someone call a mirror for Ivan. We'll we'll take that one off, man, because you know that actually I'm, I didn't want to go here, but I, that would actually bring me into something. But let me stick with the rear, okay. where we had our rear first, and then I'll come back to the whole mirror thing okay. with men. Um, and then we looked over, and these young ladies were taking pictures. And then Jai get up to go not take pictures. I, I don't know if she went to speak to the young lady. I can't say whether she... I wish Taiwu was actually on the show. Taiwu is a mutual friend. Okay. Um, so Taiwu knows Joy. <laughs> and knows Joy well. So I don't know if she got up to the, speak to the young lady or put herself in a position to speak to the young lady because that's what Joy does. Joy will be scouting the room and Joy will be scouting people and she has spidey senses will start tingling and she has to speak to this person and she's going to start by asking them questions and she's peering into your soul and then this person find themselves just talking to Joy. Like the young lady at the table last night, she's just talking to Joy, talking to Joy. Anyway, back to Aurora. And we're sitting, Taiwo and I at a table and then Joy is missing for like five minutes then it's seven minutes and then it's like ten minutes. And I was like, yeah, she's still talking to the young lady. <laughs> so she's having a full-on coaching session, I guess, uh, getting to know this young lady. Yeah. And But she left to go to the restroom, I would assume. And then they're exchanging contact, and it's like... And I'm like, what is going on? Still out of their business. Okay, I will. I will. I will stay out of their business. But it brings me, it brings me to, to, to what I wanted to talk about. Because... So I often tell people, 
No, I don't want to say this here, then people can understand why I'm doing it. But people approach me a lot, and I approach people a lot. And I've often said that what we're missing, you you know this is to this too, we tend to talk at each other and not with each other. We are, we are missing conversation. You touched mm-hmm. on that. It was a very integral, a very integral part of our, our, our society. If you look at how we even communicate, we didn't speak. We had we had not spoken for years before Christmas. I mean, literally, literally yes. Yes. before Christmas <laughs> yeah. reconnected us. It was just like boom, boom, boom. Here, right. joy, boom. Hit it up. Yeah. Then you're in Angola visiting. Mm-hmm. We just lime and having fun reconnected, mm-hmm. and it's like, why can't that happen on more levels? Mm-hmm. Is it a matter of emotional maturity? What what is it? Because even in today's society. What you have in our high schools, and Dr. Banks definitely touched on this stuff when she was here, and even the educate, chief education officer, is like there seems to be this communication barrier, gap, mm. wall, bottleneck, however you want to look at it with our young people. But people would want to say that they, this, was, this, this was a young lady. People want to say that they don't listen, they probably rude. But you stood and had a conversation. The only thing they didn't do was hug and cry from, from my vantage point. But <laughs> So we but actually was the, had... Oh, see, we had, yeah, it but was but what makes that? Uh, is it that you're a life coach so that you can get in? Or is something that everybody no. can do? Do you know what? Do you remember Mom Gat's store in North Hill? Yes. We, I grew up with my grandmother and my uncles and aunts going to that store just quickly and connecting. We grew up with family gatherings and dinners, and even in school when we did debates, we grew up with true solid friendships. Mm-hmm. So we valued people from growing up, and it was expected. So I remember we were doing a project in six, in um, class six, and you know it was Jerome, myself, and Verdine were doing this project, and our parents got together and they made sure we got to where we needed to be. It was a sense of community that we grew up with, and I think maybe what has happened is is that as families we've drifted apart a little bit, mm. and so that how we communicate as people is taught by family, and we've forgotten. Mm-hmm. As we've gone to England, things are getting expensive. You know, people are focused on making money, not necessarily just focusing on sitting. Like, literally, um, so Ty will complain. We were at the beach for four hours. I'm good. She was like, but we only spent four hours. I'm like, four hours on the beaches. <laughs> we're good. Like, I'm, I'm living my best life. She's like, no, 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 no. We should go there all day, watch the sunset, go from nine, nine to six on a beach. It's just not something. That's a working day, right? <laughs> it's perspective. Like, it's like uh, how do we view family and just the importance of connecting? Yeah. And I, I don't think it's a special skill I have. I think it's literally just making sure that you listen, making sure that you understand People are people, and they're not like you. Like, I'm a born-again Christian who believes one of my passions is Christianity and making sure that people, after they get married, have good sex. That is, like, a passion of mine because a lot of people in the church are not having good sex when they're married. It's an issue, right? Mm. But at the end of the day, that's a quite controversial subject matter, right? And I know this, so I don't kind of, like, talk about it all the time. However, you have to be able to understand that everyone's not going to agree with me. People think I'm outrageous, that's okay, but I'm going to take the time to listen to them mm-hmm. before I tell them that they're stupid. So, so... <laughs> I did not see that. No, that's joy. That's joy. I, I, I. <laughs> but, but before you go there, Granny, I'm, I'm going to let you have the rest of this time because I've had joy all week we've connected. But you touched on something mm. and, and it's, your, it's your religious convictions. Yes. And I think people need to, to know how deep that runs it's not just that you go to church and oh, you no. pay your tithes like yeah. 
Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. So for me, I think, how do you summarize Christianity? If you had to summarize Christianity in 10 words or less, how would you summarize it? I'm a woman of many words. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, is, that is a challenge for me in terms mm-hmm. of 10 I, words or less. But Can I summarize it? No, no, you're, you're next. Okay. Let me go first then. Okay. I would say it's living consciously in grace and knowing that you can do nothing for your righteousness and your salvation. Okay. That's, that's, that's it for me mm-hmm. because... In recent times, I've taken it away from being about me. Mm-hmm. Now, it's about my relationship with God, but it's also my relationship with people. So, it's, it's more the cross, right? It's yeah. the vertical and natural, and it mm-hmm. actually shapes the, the cross of Jesus yes. where he died. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for me, uh-huh. and this might seem very just on the surface, because I think faith and re- personally, uh-huh. faith and religion is something that is deeply personal to an individual. Right. And so, the reason I struggle with, for a summary, Mm. is because what Christianity might look like for you may be completely different Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. and what it looks like for you. And for me, it's, again, there's ten words in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) At, at the very basic level is the belief in God, the Father, the mm-hmm. Son, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You believe that he was crucified mm-hmm. and that he, has, he died for our sins. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you, you could tell where I grew up in the Methodist yeah. Church uh-huh. that he died and he would come again. Uh-huh. Nice and creed. Yes. yes. <laughs> but then as an adult who has her own faith and, and mm-hmm. the way that I look at it, it's about the basic tenets of being a good human mm, being. Yeah. Just just being a decent person mm-hmm. and living as God would have wanted us to live. Being that you see your neighbor struggling, mm-hmm. you help your neighbor. Right. Whatever your neighbor looks like. Mm-hmm. A- and that that is it. Because for me, it is... Love your neighbor as yourself, even as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. So that, for me, is where that goes. And I'm hearing the, the prevailing, uh, the overarching theme in Christianity is relationship. Relationship, exactly. That's right. it. You mm-hmm. know, for me, it is, uh, and it's a quote I saw from someone, 10 words or less, it's, uh, we're all bastards, but Jesus loves us anyway. Mm. And that for me is so profound because mm. to be loved by Jesus means that you're going to love yourself. And so I, I'm a divorcee and I struggled when I was a wife. And, uh, you know, I realized that to be the best wife, I had to be the best person I could be. Mm. To be the best daughter, friend, etc. I had to be the best person I could be. So it is actually selfless to be selfish sometimes, to take care of yourself. And that's for me what Christianity is. Christianity is about my relationship with God because it gives me strength. It gives me power. It gives me a sense of assuredness that I am loved. Mm. So, yes, it would be nice if a man, you know, comes and like 50 men love upon me. That might be nice. I don't know. Never experienced it before we get a rumor. But it's just so good to be loved by God and just know that, hey, I got you, boo. Mm. You're you're mine. You know, James is my um, favorite disciple. He's like, 
I'm James, the one who Jesus loved, you know. Me that. I don't know why you can tell me, the beloved, you know. So, not James, sorry, John. Like, the beloved of God. It's like, yes! Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that for me is. So, Christianity for me is a really important thing, but it is personal. And so, everyone's going to do it differently. So, I got saved in Church of God of Holiness. And at the time, Church of God of Holiness, boy, Deuteronomy 22.5, no woman was wearing no trousers, you know, no earrings, no makeup, nothing. And I actually felt like I'm one of the most holy ones because, my goodness, <laughs> if you can see my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, as we, I, I think Church of God of Holiness is not doing that anymore. Apologies, Pastor Philip, if you're still doing that, you should stop. That's nonsense. Um, <laughs> please tell me we're not still doing that here because that's not what Christianity is it's not about how you dress or the makeup you wear Uh or the jewelry you wear it is literally about your relationship with God and how you commune and develop with him and how you are loved by him and I like that I have no qualms with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, because, so what you did is you basically said what she's been thinking and wanting to say. Oh. And that's and that's and that's fine. But back backing it up some more, um relationship again and you yes. said something about you know the confidence that you yeah. you bring to yourself. We're still under a whole life coach mm-hmm. bit. Um You've, you've, you've been around for a couple of days. You've mm-hmm. had several experiences. Mm-hmm. You've dealt with young people on the beach, young mm-hmm. people in the restaurants, young people in customs and immigration mm-hmm. on your way in. Several different mm-hmm. interactions. If there's one nugget, um, given your vast experience, given the years that you've spent mm-hmm. on God, that you would leave with the young people of Anguilla who have gone through COVID, who's gone through emotional and mental upheavals, distraught, however you want to look, turmoil mm. on the backside of Hurricane Irma, who's had to deal with the political gauntlet that is Anguilla over the last couple of years and the uncertainty and questioning their world and where do they fit in um, in this society. What would you say? I would say to them that the older people are listening. Sometimes you think they aren't. Sometimes, you know, they, they pout and they put their hands on their hips and they look like church mothers. So in England, you know, you see the pictures of the church mothers and they're pouting. Hmm. Well, she thinks she is, you know. Believe it or not, our older people are listening and they actually want to help. They just feel like we don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. And so try to connect with them and hear what they're saying because they have so much wisdom. My auntie in March, she said to me, she said... You know what, Joy? Sometimes you just have to leave people be and do what you need to do. And it was just a simple thing. She was washing dishes. She turned back around, you know, and just said that. And that in that moment was exact because I had a lot of things going on in March. And it was like, no, just focus on what you need to do. And she reminded me of that focus on your vision. She said it differently. Mm-hmm. I would have said it with more hand motion and because I'm more dramatic. My aunt is, you know, very... Proper, yes. you know, she, she's not. She, <laughs> she is. You know, I, I am the person. I'll be wearing pum pum shorts on the street and you know yeah. drinking a rum punch, you know. But she's not like that. But still, in that moment, I understood what she was saying. So, our older folks are listening. They want to help us. They have different experiences, but they want to help. And in a lot of ways, though, they see that we have more opportunities. So they're annoyed with us because they're going. You have more opportunities than we had, and you're not doing anything with it. So it's frustrating for them. They're like, what are you guys doing? So connect, listen, know that 
people are willing to hear. But then, remember this also, that we will burn down the village if we don't feel the warmth of those around us, right? Mm -hmm. So understand, though, that sometimes you have, to, you have to have action. Sometimes you have to speak up. Sometimes you have to go against the grain. And that's back to Christianity. Christianity should be counterculture. So if you're all moving in the same direction and it's not going very well, stop and think, why am I moving with this group? Why are we all moving together? So my nugget will be, people are listening. But most importantly, listen to yourself. Mental health awareness is something that as a community, we are not good at. I separated from my husband, went to counseling. People told me, you don't have a pastor? I was like, I do. He's, and he's a trained counselor, but I didn't want to go tell him that, you know, my husband, mm -hmm. why we separated. That's not something, you know, some of my friends said, we thought we we're better friends. Like, why can't you talk to us? I was like, again, not, you're not trained to deal with these things. And when it comes to therapy, make sure you get the right therapist. So as a life coach, I never ask the why. Why is about counseling, right? We focus on the what. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go though? The deep stuff is counseling. So make sure you're getting the right type of therapy also because I see people making that mistake. But definitely listen to yourself. Understand that, hey, if you're feeling sad, there's a reason. You are valid. Your emotions are valid. Your feelings are valid. Yeah? Right. Stand up. <laughs> I, I thought I'm kind of switching the tables on you a little uh -huh. bit because, I you know, over the weekend yeah. um, there was... It was International Men's Day, so mm -hmm. happy International Men's Day thank you, um, thank you. to you and to so our listening yeah. audience, mm -hmm. male listening audience. Mm -hmm. And there was um, the mental health. Yeah, reality versus, versus mentality. Yeah. Yes. Did you go? How was that? I did. Um, I think it was an excellent event um, overall. I, I, I believe so... I had I've had like a little leadership training over and over again, <laughs> and there are certain little things that I would have done different. I've shared this with the organizers as well, like just knowing your audience for men to put us to sit in pew seating, it didn't spark the conversation as opposed if we had gotten everybody to like sit around, and then um, at at one point you know how I am, I'm Ivan. So at one point. <laughs> I just, I just over. like, yeah, I didn't take over. You don't have to say <laughs> that. But um, so one of the presenters, he made a reference. Um, shout out to Jermaine. Excellent delivery. But he made a reference that struck a nerve with me. Um, he, he, I don't think it, he intended to say it like that. Maybe I, I took it on like that. But he said, men raised by women tend to process things from an emotional standpoint. Now, all I've known... And seem to make a tantrum in my <laughs> <laughs> All I've known is my mother and my sisters. My dad died when I was two, so I started and said, yeah. and I said, I don't agree with that. And I stopped the conversation there. And I said, this is why I don't agree with that. Because what we fail to realize is that a lot of men, a lot of young men in Angola, and the young men in the back of the room actually raised their hands. We have an identity issue that, in my humble opinion, kind of leads to and cements our mental issues and i gave them my experience i grew up without my dad but you don't just come from your mom mm -hmm. you come from two different sides they come together and they make this dna i knew my mother's side of the family 
it was not until my uncle Clarence, God rest his soul, died in St. Martin that I started knowing my father's side of the family. All I remembered is my cousin Sadie, the ones that I know here from my father's side. Every time Sadie, that's Aldo and Andre's mom, Jackson. Okay. Every time Sadie see me, she just grabbed me, start praying for me, and then telling me you're not gonna be like them. Because apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, my 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 father's side of the family, the men have a sweet mouth. They kind of like smooth with it. You understand? And Ivan didn't hear that at all. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, it. we are on here. Come on. <laughs> so she like, you're not going to be like that, but she's praying. And I'm like, it was funny. I ain't going to go into any. any. <laughs> but so I, I, like, I didn't get it. I, I, of course, I had my brothers there, for example, and what's not, but I didn't get it. And I remember I was flying back from Tatola and I had to overnight in St. Martin. My cousin Claret picked me up. And I'm watching this man, you know. Looking at this dude, and I was like, but this man looked just like my father because I've never seen that. My dad mm -hmm. died when I was two. I have memories of him here, but seeing the mm -hmm. physical thing now mm -hmm. in my growing age, this was scary. And at Uncle Clarence's funeral, I'm there in the back of the church just taking pictures of Claret because he has my father's ears, like these mm -hmm. big ears. If Claret, if Claret run too fast, he can take off. Like he got these <laughs> big ears, right? Sorry about that, cuz. Because <laughs> he listens. And he had on this black suit. And I remember my father having a black suit. Anybody that knows my father, he had the church there where the tire shop was. He was a pastor, all these type of things. And I carried, for a long time, I carried like little hurts and pains about that. I remember a young man in Georgia at the time. I had to been about eight. And we got to watch what we say as a society to people because, again, the identity issues can lead mm -hmm. to mental issues. Mm -hmm. This man told me as a young boy, I was in primary school, eight, ten, sitting on the step right here by Tito, with Keg's Palaces, afternoon. He was like, oh, you, Ivan, you the one that killed your father? How are you going to tell a little boy that? Who's growing up without his dad. And I carried that for a while. And then, even when I got kids, like, I, I went through anxiety. I had panic attacks and stuff because my dad died when I was two. So when my son was making two, it was the worst time of my life. Like, I, I used to go to sleep thinking I'm going to die of a heart attack. Again, mental issues stem from identity issues. Um, so... We carried all these things. Mm -hmm. And then to hear that when you're raised by a woman, my mother did an excellent job. I'm not just saying so because she's my mother. But she did an excellent job on all of us. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not perfect. But to hear that you, you process things from an emotional standpoint, I didn't agree with that. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing. Because if we had mm -hmm. more emotions, if men are allowed to tap into mm -hmm. their emotions and not feel like they have to be hard about everything, then mm -hmm. things might be different. So then that took the conversation down a different road. Everybody got up and started talking about mm -hmm. the identity crisis that we have with men. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody may not, like I was telling you, you, you ladies last night, and, and, and this might segue a little bit, certain things when it comes to like the... The porn that may be going around local and those type of things. Now, if I see that stuff, mm. I'm, I'm not... Mm -hmm. it, it makes me... Like, even Kiel and I was speaking about it this morning. He was like, yeah, he felt messed up for the rest of the day. Like, it makes you want to vomit, yeah. you know? Certain things you just mm -hmm. can't... But 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 in some some men are encouraged to celebrate this. And, and, mm. and I guess it's just a difference of upbringing. Yeah, so but before... Because you mentioned something that I really want to tell the male viewers before we go back into that. 
men in Angola are spectacular, you know. Like, you guys are polite. Um, I was crossing the street and an old friend of mine, he just crossed the street with me, made sure that I got across the street to my door. It was a five minutes out of his day. Like, literally, men in Angola are exceptional. They're polite. They open doors. They say good morning. You go to England. People don't say good morning to you. Men don't carry your bags. Make sure you get across the road as standard. And you guys may not know how exceptional you are. Mm -hmm. But listen, men of Angola, you guys are awesome. Most of the guys I know here are working one, two, three jobs if they can. They're trying to take care of their children. They're trying to be good role models. And sometimes, maybe because of the American influence, we're going, oh, all men are worthless. All men are this. No, man. Like, literally, you guys are, you guys are the bomb. And so I just wanted to plug that because it's mm. so important because you may be comparing yourselves to, I don't know, rappers or Americans mm. or, like, people who want to go to New York on jets. Who cares? You're taking care of your children. You're being good role models. You're going to church. And even those who don't go to church, they're good, solid men here. Like, what? literally. And there's an international man shortage, so let me tell you. Oh, international. <laughs> so, we're going to have this. We, 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 we can continue this conversation. And, uh, again, I'm going to say, uh, you know, it is sometimes important to hear from an outside perspective right. because living here and experiencing it um, on a 24-7, 365 <laughs> basis, uh -huh. um, there are some of us that may have a completely different view. So getting it from an outside perspective, um, I'm certain is always something good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually think a lot of men... <laughs> no, I think a lot of men listening would actually appreciate hearing that because... Those were some of the conversations that came out. Now, I actually told um, Dr. Banks' definition, who spearheaded this mm -hmm. from, um, I, I don't think it's a department or unit, but it's all under the Ministry of Social mm -hmm. Development, herself and Kimolai Murphy Kim from Kim Gender Kim Affairs, Kimolai, what they call her. Yeah. I told them they have to do another one, and I said, don't wait too late to do it, because every man in the room that was there appreciated it and said it just can't start and stop here because that's what we failed to have. And I know that there were a lot of persons I spoke to, men that wanted to attend, but there was so much happening on Saturday. So much, yeah. Um, and they couldn't be there. And so, yes, it's it's something that I'm happy to hear but yeah. well and maybe we can have them back on and we can discuss Oh, uh, definitely. We, what what I appreciated from them, not, not to cut you off, mm -hmm. what I appreciated from them, they were there but they just took themselves out of the conversation. They weren't in the room at all. And it was a free and safe space for men to talk and men to open up. And we need more of that. We, we, we missed the domino. It was dominoes. That was what my grandfather... That's yes. where they had their safe space. Yes. Yes. But that was some, that's exactly what a guy said <laughs> yes. in the thing. He was like, people think that the men just wanted to go and drink and sit and play dominoes waste time. He was like, no, that was their safe space. Mm -hmm. He's learning that now. And then he also spoke about... Um, he said when his dad finished building a house, he took his grandmother to see the house. And his grandmother said, oh, my son is finally a man. And he was like, but my father's a man all my life. I know my father to be a man. So again, the identity, like what makes a man? That was a big thing that came out. Like what makes me a man as, as an Ivan? It's not genitalia. It's like what makes you a man? That's part of it. But and then what's kind of what's kind of. And we we gonna leave this here after after I, mm -hmm. I touch this white boy. I can't see where it's going. Okay, so we're gonna leave that here. We're, we're not gonna we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna drop, we're gonna drop. But that then idea. I think though, just on the converse, also it's uh, what makes a woman also because mm -hmm. there's a femininity no, that. But he, not to cut you off, okay. but this is what he said, and he's right. A woman just becomes a woman. 
Is that so? Is that so? But there's no criteria. Tell me the, tell me the criteria no, for being no, no, a woman. No, 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 but I think... But I think it's the it's it's societal <laughs> pressures. And, and I think we need to have... And, and I'm enjoying this because I think... We need to have more conversations together. It is important for men to have conversations with men. Mm -hmm. It's important for women to have conversations with women. But it is equally as important for men and women to have open and honest conversations with each other. Right. Because as a man, you may not necessarily see and realize the societal pressures that exist on women to be women. We aren't just women because we are. You're sometimes seen as lesser of a woman yes. if you don't have children. Yes. You can't keep a man. Mm -hmm. You whatever it is, look, she can't keep a man. Well, she can't keep house. She, what kind of woman mm -hmm. she is? But, but hold and, on, and hold so on. It, it, it questions. <laughs> yes. It, I I, get, I agree with all I just saying, mm -hmm. but in that you're still referred to as a woman, and this was the conversation that the men were saying. No, are, mm -mm, no, 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 listen. Everything no, you said just mm -hmm. now. Don't, 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 don't talk about. <laughs> yeah, we, no, we, 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 we going here today. Okay, okay. We, we, go, we can go here. She today. said. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now, folks, you're listening. She literally turned. <laughs> so here because, we go. No, I have experienced this even in my own life. Uh huh. You are accomplishing certain things, and I would really love to hear from Joy with all that she has accomplished. Uh -huh. You're accomplishing certain things, you're doing certain mm -hmm. things within your life. You have reached a certain point. Don't talk about when you get there financially. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get there financially. But when you get there financially, and someone is not there, they want to be in your life, but they're not there. And you speak about what makes a man a man. Mm -hmm. And the fact that for some men, they feel less than a man. Mm -hmm. Because, so you have to make the woman feel more man than woman to make you feel good about yourself. Mm. So yeah, you, you, you pull that back and it's about... So many aspects right. of stripping away her femininity, mm -hmm. her womanhood, and you tear that down simply because you ain't work out your stuff over here with mm -hmm. your identity crisis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you then try to push that on somebody else. Mm -hmm. So these conversations, oh, I can't wait to have Kim back. <laughs> I, I, I'm so sorry that you missed that episode, Ivan. But I think it's going to be very important as we mm. go forward and we look at building our society and where we want to go as a country. Yes. Having these conversations, again, separately and then together mm. and seeing how they impact us. Right. And I think... <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble because you got me here preaching. But I, I really, I really feel as if though that identity crisis that men sometimes feel, uh -huh. and the way that it is sometimes pushed onto women just because they don't know who they mm. are, and so you have that flip side as to society is meant to be a balance. Mm -hmm. However, that walks is meant to be a balance, mm -hmm. and when one side isn't living up to their potential or feel as if though they're not living up to their potential then this side is either forced to bring up the rail right. 
uh, there is something else that ends up happening. And so until we can get that yin and yang, that balance, this whole thing about where we are as a society and talking and listening to each other, not talking down, not talking up, mm. but having open and honest conversations with each other about who we are yeah. and what we need and where we need to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to continue to live in disunity because... I, I think, not the culture, but I mm-hmm. think we can agree, everybody in the room, that that's the basis of our problems. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Genesis the basis 1, of our problems. 1, 26 and 27, in the image of God we are made. If we start to remember that we're all made in the image of God and know who we are in God, we're going to relate differently. I, I, I think like just even the conversation here and then flashing back to Saturday night, like mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's where it's mm-hmm. at because we talked recently mm-hmm. about value mm-hmm. and another part about it is worth mm-hmm. and, and how we ascribe that and, 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 and just even on the basic level with each other. I mean, I'm going to say it again. This is your show. But I have no problem. So what type of makeup are you? If you're the makeup, like, are you foundation? To like, or are you a blusher to highlight? I am like, foundation, blush, gloss, <laughs> stick. You know, just rambling. Yes, yes, I know yes, nothing yes. about makeup. And I would agree with you because I have no idea about makeup. So it's, it is. It is funny. <laughs> I was like, I just want to understand. What <laughs> but is 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 just like. This like like when we had the initial conversations, I was like, you know, this will work. This will work because I Geneva, think we balance each other. Yeah, I think I think we balance but each other. But it's also the masculine and the feminine energy, and it, it's necessary. And people, the problem is sometimes I think in the Caribbean we sexualize a lot. Mm-hmm. So masculine and feminine energy is always seen in terms of sex. No, it's just it's it's balance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's life. It's, it's life. And within all of us, we have both. So mm-hmm. some days um, I have big, like, masculine energy. So, yeah, I toned it down. I, 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 I self-filter I everybody. I would be so proud. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have big masculine energy when I work because I work in construction. I, I was about to say, you know, the fields that you work yes. in, that is... I, literally, I was on a job site with 7,000 people. There was 53 women, including cleaners. Okay, mm. that's a lot of testosterone. So sometimes I come to the table and I'm like... Oh, are we doing this? Like, I, I can bring that big masculine, but then you have to peel it back and go, but do I always want to have masculine energy or do I want to peel it back and get feminine energy? Now, I'm going to tell guys a secret also that it is easier for a woman to exhibit feminine energy when a guy is exhibiting masculine energy. Mm. It's just easier. It is. I, so, listen. It, it makes listen, life I'm, so much easier. So, hold on, nice. hold on. You're giving away the, the, the pickup lines and the dating tips when you do that because <laughs> most men don't understand that. Okay, so let me let me let me give you a nice example, okay? Literally my friend walking me across the road. I didn't I could then have time and mental space to think about something else because I am safe and I am secure. Mm-hmm. He didn't spend a dime. He spent six minutes. A six minutes that made me feel so relaxed, so secure, so safe. Mm-hmm. As I want that. I make my own money. <laughs> I do good, but it's not about that. <laughs> when you're looking for a relationship, you want that security, and you want it not just that. physically, you want it spiritually also. Yes. So if you are a woman of faith, you don't want to be the one tearing down the prayer wall. You want your husband to say, yo, we got to meet in the prayer room. Let's meet in the prayer room before we meet in the bedroom. Because prayer is 
foreplay. You're communing with God and you're communing in the bedroom. Fire. It's really, really important. And but yeah, but I think it's something that Angolan men are great. They just do what they do. Mm. But if we lean more into it and tell them how great they are, and they will start that's, exhibiting. That's what's not happening. And mm-hmm. Because we are told as women not to say. So I'll give you a great example. I dated a boy, okay? A boy? <laughs> I dated a boy. The eight year old boy that <laughs> no, 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 no. That, by the way, was, according to my grandmother, my seventh cousin. <laughs> so she went there. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is the most ingredient <laughs> thing. <laughs> I have thought that is even more Angolan than I alone. Yes. yes. <laughs> Seventh cousin. Yes. Or you know the other Angolan thing, who you're for, which also mm-hmm. leads to identity. Mm-hmm. So who you're for, I grew up with not you never heard you're for a woman, you always heard you're for a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's so and so for this person, so and so for that person. And it's like, well but your identity is also linked to your family in Anguilla. Mm-hmm. So if you don't come from a certain family, mm-hmm. then you're going to feel like you're not worth it. Mm-hmm. And then you get accolades based on your family structure. So, yeah, I'm very lucky. Like, my dad was a doctor. So, you know, people associated me with these certain things. So I was in the Prince and Princess show. Okay? And I decided, now, I have no rhythm at all. So I decided I was going to work up myself on Prince and Princess show, <laughs> right? Dr. Buchanan, daughter. <laughs> no rhythm why valley school put her in for that she could oh my goodness you know who are you for it's a whole yeah. it, it is and i think i want to do an episode on and, and we've touched on this it, is your show we, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna look at as we as we start to do more of mm. these types of episodes uh-huh. looking at this very controversial term are you Anguillian enough? Yeah. Who you're for? Yes. Who you're yeah. be? Mm-hmm. But it's, yes. and it, it's very, very because you now I I was not born in Anguilla, and a lot of people called me out on it. So I remember being in Ashley supermarket, and somebody said to me, and I was seven years old. Someone said to me, "That's a golden apple. You have those in Jamaica." I'm like, Anguilla, by the way, is infertile. Like you can't grow anything here apart from. A few small items, right? Mm-hmm. It's an island. How are you going to ask me that? And I'm seven. Yeah. Like, who, who, da- and this is a grown up. Mm-hmm. Like, what but is wrong? No, no different than no, the experience exactly. that I had. You know? And mm-hmm. so, but your experience and my experience are not unique. A lot of mm-hmm. children in Anguilla are going through these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And our parents and our elders are not necessarily saying, hey, don't talk to my child like that. You can't do that. Do you know the damage you could do to that person? Yeah. Like, let's, let's be real. And it's not that we want our children to be weak. Right. But we want our children to have a sense of who they are and stop feeding negative into them. The first time I went to the toilet, I, I, there's a picture. Everybody clapped. The first time I was fine, there's a picture of me. I think I was two years old and everyone clapped. Because listen, everything that you do should be celebrated. Mm. Right down to going, you know, that means everything is working in there. True. Celebrate, celebrate yourself. So I have a yes. friend. I have a friend. <laughs> I never forget. Um, I was at a very low point And my friend Bert, um, he was like, yo, because we, we are four boys in, in, in college. Bert, Jonathan, Arnold, mm-hmm. and myself, four friends. And Bert was like, yo, you need a break. And he was like, you get to St. Thomas? I was like, yeah. So I got to St. Thomas. He had some first class tickets, but we went to see Jonathan. Arnold had just gotten out of the Army, not the Navy, sorry. Mm-hmm. And we didn't connect for years, like five or six years. And we were just like, we were back in school, all sleeping on Jonathan. 
in the living room. We had bedroom space. We just we just used the bathroom to, to be in the house, and we just there with each other, enjoying each other's company. Jonathan's daughter Malia, she had a um a dance recital, a ballet recital. Arnel said something that changed my life. But I'm giving you the backstory to it. We pulled up to the recital, and I still got a picture of full strapping black nude showing up to a ballet recital. Malia is one of two or three young ladies of color. Because there was some Indian dancers. And we're walking in. These four guys, and everybody's looking around. Come, do, 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 do. And then Malia saw a, a, a parent with flowers, and she was like, Daddy, you forgot my flowers. And Jantan looked around. He was like, No, we got to make sure you're good first, and then we got to get the flowers. You know, you're protecting the kids, <laughs> yeah, like you yeah. say. Listen, we went to the shop. You know, in the States, when you go into these department stores, grocery mm-hmm. stores, they have flowers mm-hmm. there for sale. Or they'll say, Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I kid you not, every flower that was yes. in there. We coming in, everybody <laughs> holding flowers, right? And at the mm-hmm. end of it, it was not to make any child feel mm-hmm. less than. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to celebrate Malia, and she couldn't hold the flowers in her hands. <laughs> we are standing up with a hold of flowers. Everybody's looking like she got flowers, and then she's sharing flowers. But that that was a a, a very defining moment for me, not just because of what he said. But the innocence and the beauty in the expression that when a child feels celebrated, they will celebrate others too. And that's not happening in our society today. As often as it should. Even in our school system, and I'm not knocking anybody... But we tend to celebrate the academics. We touched on this previously. Mm-hmm. And not just certain types of academics. Exactly. Also. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because the children that could be the best carpenter around, the best small engine mechanic, the best at anything, the best musician, those things are sidelined. But when they're, ce- they're celebrated, but it's like the asterisks. Yes. And yeah. who wants to be an asterisk? It's, it's, you know? Because yeah. I have I have seen them. You know, mm. you have you have the awards. And there's, a, there's literally an asterisk next to the but, name. But sometimes mm. there's the asterisk. Yeah. Mm. It's oh, these are all the awards for academics, but you're the asterisk. You just mm. did good in sports. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm. it I, at least that is the way that it is enforced. Even if that's not the way it's meant, mm-hmm. yeah. it's the way it comes across. It's the way that it feels. Um, and again, I, um, I'm enjoying this part of the conversation because it ties in so much to where we are now. And I kind of want to go all the way back to the beginning in our last you know, few minutes. <laughs> in, our last, in our last few minutes. Because, Joy, in the beginning when you were speaking and you you spoke about being a life coach and thinking about life and where you are in five years mm-hmm. and will it matter? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? What do you want to mm-hmm. accomplish? And I think going back to the conversation that we had with the premier. Yes. It is why I am so invested in Anguilla having a national development plan. Because it is not just a five-year plan. It is a long-term plan. And while we can have plans for our life, we need to have a plan for our country. We need to have a plan for our island. Because Mm -hmm. it also helps. If you know this is where Anguilla wants to go, 
it helps with you as a person as well. Yeah. Because if I am invested in this country and I know that my country wants to be here in the next 20, 25, 30, 50 years, what do I need to do so that I can better myself mm -hmm. to help my country get there? So I kind of wanted to get back to mm -hmm. and tie that into just Angola as a whole. As someone who has been out for a number of years, coming back in. Visiting people, she's not visiting. <laughs> I mean, now, now let's, let's talk about that. Um, mm -hmm. Seven figures will do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, you see, that's a 50-year plan. What has change i know we spoke a little bit mm. about that in terms of society what is the most drastic change that you've experienced and what is the thing that you would like to either see stay the same and then what would you like to see changed what I'd like to see say the same is service. The service here is immaculate. I I really I I love good service, and for the most part, and I said said I can give some people some notes, but for the most part, the service was great. So keep it up. Um, I like the sense. I like good morning. Mm. Good morning is an affirmation that it's going to be a good day. Yes. I like the fact that we consciously affirm, even with that. Um, I like I like the way that we brag about um, some of our family members here. Like people talk about their family with such goodness. Mm. Some of the time, I, I wish we did more of that. So mm. those are the things I'd like to see. Just connection with family. Um, our beaches are clean. You go. To, I went to Nice on the French Riviera. And so I was like, yes, you know, I had my big hat. I was like, I'm going to the French Riviera. And I saw that beach and I said, okay, I was at the French Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> I have been grilling. I can't deal with that. I, I, I don't mean to even cut you off, but just a sticker plug. I know I, yes. that... Um, USA Today. Right. Top 10. Top 20 beaches. Yeah. Top 20 beaches. Showbay is nominated. Final link. Vote. You can yes. vote every day. Let us get to number yes. one. Yes, and don't so, yes. don't be upset that they have a picture of Sandy Girl, <gasps> but it says. I was. I, I was. High, I was highly upset. Yeah, but here we, we, we get, So we get, I was. I was on a Facebook group, and somebody said that another Caribbean island had better beaches than Anguilla. And so I was on this Facebook group, and I said, I don't know what kind of high grade weed you are smoking. But I suggest <laughs> that you stop because Angola has the best beaches. Somebody else came on and their surname was Hodge and they were like, absolutely, Angola has the best beaches. And it turns out it was an Angola also. And we were just there like oh helping to educate the, the masses on uh, their sheer lack of knowledge on life. So, <laughs> yes. That's how I feel about Angola's beaches. Just in case anyone wanted my opinion, you got it. Okay, so what are the things that have changed drastically? I think we've gotten bigger. And so, therefore, we don't know each other the way we do. So, now I believe that someone could kiss me on the cheek without anybody knowing. Nope, not at all. Still no. <laughs> Still <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you got to see, it, it depends on what it is. You could, you could fall down, bruise your knee, and yeah, nobody will know. But yeah. kiss you on the cheek, everybody, everybody can everybody know. know yes. Especially who if you belong to somebody else or somebody got Who needs I mean, to know will know. Who needs to know will know. So, you know, one thing that I... I do think that, and I know we don't have that much time, in terms of morality, though, we do need to be careful of our sense of morality and people cheating openly. Mm. I mean, I should not go to a bar and see a man 
dancing with his girlfriend and his mistress rubbing up on his backside, which I've seen in Anguilla. I should not have to go to a bar, look in the corner and say, but wait. I saw him with his wife earlier today. And it's happening in our society and we're all going to church. <laughs> so I do think that if there's something we should do better. <laughs> I have not stopped you. I am listening. It is from your mouth to their ears. <laughs> I, do, I do think it's something because that's breaking down our society and it's breaking down our children because yeah. that's what they're growing up seeing. Value you and walk. Yes. Value you should go up here and my father is married to my mother and therefore they're there together and therefore I know that a man takes it. She gives her the security emotionally. Mm-hmm. So when she lies down with her husband and she has an orgasm, she shouldn't have to worry that he's going to give an orgasm to somebody else. That's that's not how it's supposed to be. Anyway, I think we're out of time. Sorry. that You just asked me. <laughs> I went there. So I have appreciated this conversation in more ways than I can explain. <laughs> so Ivan, while I take in all of those little bits of nuggets that were uh-huh. just dropped right there, uh-huh. I am going to let you... Okay, so the funny the funny thing is, is that I told you, I know we've been laughing and talking about this all week, yes. right? I, Jai was like, yeah, you can, you know, I'm here to help. Yes. Yeah, and Taiwo, you know, you can come to your meetings, anything you want us to do with you. And I'm like, no, Joy, because you're going to leave me with so much to do. And I know she just did because Glenniva <laughs> is going to unravel all of this for the rest of this season and seasons to come because you've given us so much. It was an absolute pleasure having you on progress to put a different spin because while it is updates and conversations from the Government Information Service, we often say, and it's our conviction here, that the government is the people. You may not you may not be here living twenty four seven, but you're a part of Angola's history. Mm. You're a part of Angola's present. You've contributed to the economy over the last however plentifully. long plentifully. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're a part of our future. Yeah. I, I know your heart is with the development of people mm. overall. You're giving your contact to so many persons. <laughs> um and I'll just put this out there. Um when you do have the time you you often engage so mm-hmm. anybody can you up on the social yeah. platforms and have a conversation like I said you're a life coach mm-hmm. I appreciate it so much of what you shared next time you're back um, hopefully uh, Taiwo who's here listening um, yes. she'll must have the courage to come <laughs> on camera and, and have a deeper yeah. conversation uh, with us because it's, it's this stuff that helps us mm-hmm. grow yeah. um, this has been this has been excellent uh, to our radio partners Thank you for always um, being willing to support us and, and for, for bringing these conversations to the public. We are getting a lot of great feedback, um, a lot of constructive criticism. Um, and I just, I just want everybody to be mindful of what this really means. Like We've taken this podcast nature to a very serious topic because this is what the next generation needs. This is the tone of the day. And it's it's something that we we take a lot of pride in delivering to people. So on that note, 
One more thing, though. So when you're coming with your constructive criticism, people, let's come with solutions, right? Please, nobody likes to whine, right? So unless you want to say that to Caribbean people, unless you want to whine on a woman who is your wife uh-huh. or your girlfriend, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you want to, that kind of whining is acceptable. Uh-huh. Drinking wine is acceptable. Uh-huh. Whining without a solution is really unacceptable. So please don't do it. We don't like that. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, from a life coach, uh-huh. you know, and, and so. Yes. This has been another a special special extraordinary super califragilistic SB Saladocious <laughs> episode of Progress Report. We really enjoyed having you, Jai. It's been an ultimate pleasure. Like I've been saying all day, with you driving in the back like Miss Daisy, I'm your loyal subject. <laughs> right. There's so much history to that. <laughs> We're gonna leave that alone. Bye guys. Alright, thanks for listening everyone.